I see the project as a status quo utopia because it imagines a future where the earth is devastated and where we miss 2019. We want to have 2019 in 2099. And so it's a status quo utopia because it tries to preserve current social, political and financial relations for a time when those social, political, financial relations might not be available. My name is Gökçe Günel. I'm an anthropologist and I wrote the book Spaceship in the Desert. So I was really interested in large-scale real estate development projects happening in the Gulf, especially in the mid-2000s. And I wanted to see the kinds of urban spaces that were being constructed there and the kinds of social promises that were sort of made through those urban spaces. I traveled there for the first time in the summer of 2008 and tried to start interviewing people, but many people were kind of absent and didn't really respond to my requests for interviews. And later on, I realized that was because all of those development projects were slowly collapsing. And so it was a time of the financial crisis and people were, you know, canceling projects and postponing projects. And Mazdar City was one of the projects that was able to withstand the pressures of the financial crisis because it was supported by Abu Dhabi's oil capital. The idea first came about in the year 2006 and Foster and Partners was selected as the master planner for the city. The intention was that it would house 50,000 residents and 40,000 commuters and it was going to be a special economic zone for renewable energy clean technology companies so it was also going to have a sort of financial function. And the reason why the Emirates of Abu Dhabi wanted to invest in Mazdar City was because they were looking for solutions as to what they were going to do when the oil runs out or becomes less valuable. In September 2010, the Mazdar Institute started offering classes and offering residences to students at Mazdar City, which is when I started doing my fieldwork project. So I was able to spend time with the students who were living in Mazdar City and who were actually experiencing the initial stages of the project as well. They saw themselves as test subjects. I just moved to Abu Dhabi hoping or thinking that I was going to live in the dorms, but I wasn't given the permission to live in the dorms at the end and I just had to find a very quick solution to my problem. And I called up a very close friend of mine from college who worked in Dubai. And I was able to live with her. But uh, the problem is, um, I don't know how to drive and I didn't have a car. So I made a list of all the people who were commuting from Dubai to uh, Mustar City. And many of the better conversations I had about the project happened inside the car. The closed space of the car both liberates you from all the pressures of the outside world and also gives you this kind of intimacy. Once the master plan got cancelled in 2011, discourse around the project transformed drastically and uh, the media started covering it as a failure, as the first green ghost city. And when I started working on the book, I didn't want to frame the project in terms of those binaries and wanted to sort of show what else was happening there. And I wanted to understand how the project looked from the perspective of the people who built the project or who inhabited the project. 
That's why I found the idea of sort of potential or incompleteness very useful because I was able to ask how people feel potential in a space like this and why do people invest their time and energy into a project like this? What, what do they seek to achieve both personally and professionally? Do they share the kind of utopian fantasies that the project came with or that the marketing of the project sort of promised or are they there for different purposes? Those are some of the questions that I want to ask. So, for instance, the first chapter of the book looks at the metaphor of spaceship and the spaceship idea of the spaceship in the desert and tries to unpack why and how people understood Mazdar City as a spaceship and why it was important for them to understand it as a spaceship. So by asking a question like this, which doesn't necessarily make a claim about whether the spaceship model is a successful model or a failed model, I think I'm able to show what people prioritize in sort of designing the future. So I can say that in this context, having a spaceship, which is a sort of a, a very technically sophisticated, insulated environment that can open up new frontiers is a dream that all of these people share. Right? And I think it's important to sort of be able to really mark that dream and analyze that dream. Someone from Mazdar Power took me to one of the projects and while we were walking around, he told me, you know, Abu Dhabi is often perceived to be this space that's great for solar energy. But he said, we encounter a lot of problems. And one of the problems is dust and humidity. The sand sticks onto the solar panels and reduces the efficiency of the solar panels. So the, all of the engineers there were actually looking for ways in which they could resolve this problem. And so he said, we found a solution for this problem. We call it a man with a brush. So I thought this was very surprising because this is a space that's well, claiming to be known for technological innovation and it's claiming to be a spaceship. So I had imagined that there would be sort of an automated response to this problem that there would be a sort of a technological response, a technical adjustment found for this problem. And there were experiments towards that goal. But for the time being, man with a brush seemed to be the most efficient way of cleaning dust and mud from the solar panels. Of course, the man with a brush was not seen as one of the astronauts on the spaceship. The man with a brush was seen as a sort of a disposable tool. Although he's fundamental to the functioning of this ecocity, he'll never be able to become one of the residents of this ecocity. It seems like there needs to be a paradigm shift in terms of thinking about how we engage with climate change and how we understand the urgency of climate change and its impact on humanity. And I think one of the things that paradigm shift needs to generate is a new definition of humanity, maybe because in the kind of understanding of humanity at Mazdar City, the humanity constitutes the astronauts that are going to get to live in the spaceship. And all those who are left out are not necessarily part of this conversation or seen as being part of this conversation. So how do we actually think about a collective project of mitigating climate change or adapting to climate change? And how do we actually manage to involve as many humans as possible in this project, rather than sort of stick with these 
Hollywood sort of science fiction scenarios of taking it for granted that only a hundred people are going to survive this crisis. And so let's just have our goal be sort of deciding who those people are going to be. Kojigenel's book, Spaceship in the Desert, Energy, Climate Change, and Urban Design in Abu Dhabi is out now from Duke University Press. Find further reading, commentary, and illustrations, including a photo of the man with a brush, on our website, thinkbelt.org slash interstitial. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. More next week.